Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Mike, welcome to WBAP. How can I help you? Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call, sir. We uh, just got new air conditioning and heating units installed. We have a dual system. The old system was R22, which, of course, you can't get anymore legally. And, uh, oh, I no, had... you, can, you can still get R22. You just can't put in new systems that use it anymore. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, well, I had purchased before um, it was... Uh, it gets banned for sale or whatever you want to call it. I, I still have about six pounds of R22 left over from the old system. And okay. I I would like to, to sell it, but I've been told you can't. I don't know that this is true. You can't sell it anymore. So what do you recommend me do with this six pounds of R22 I got left over? You are absolutely allowed to still sell R22. You can go into any air conditioning parts uh, house, and they they still sell it. Because there's okay, so, uh, R22 yep. systems out there that need maintaining. Uh, yeah, it, it can still be sold. Can it be sold by, by me? Because I don't have any kind of license. Uh, uh, but can I sell this to some other private individual without getting the government coming down my neck? That's a darn good question. I don't know. Okay. Because it, it, it is a controlled uh, substance. Not, but it's it's not like it's... It's a drug, but, you know, you probably get, and I don't know this, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're going to come down harder on you for selling R22 than selling heroin, to be honest with you. I got no <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, maybe I'll keep listening. Maybe one of your other noter, uh, listeners may know the answer to that. Just one private seller to another, like a neighbor up the street, for example, might need some R22. Can I legally sell it to him because I don't have an air conditioning license? Or can I just say, you know, this is for, two, you know, this is 250 bucks for, uh, you know, for me looking good. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, will tell, <laughs> I will tell you a, a trick that auctioneers use from time to time. Because I go to a lot of charity auctions. And they are not allowed to auction off alcohol. And so okay. what they'll do is they'll stand up there and they'll give you a nice long talk about I am not selling the contents of this bottle. I am simply selling you this bottle. When you take it home, please dump it out in the sink. Okay. <laughs> so, so sell them a barrel hey, and be. I can sell them. I can sell them a container, and what's in it is their business, right? <laughs> exactly. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for the suggestion. I got to take that one to heart. If anybody else has any ideas, I'll keep listening. Thanks for thanks for, uh, for taking my call again, and I, I hope I'm glad I put a smile on your face. You did. <laughs> you right. take we'll care, Mike. Bye. Keith in Fort Worth. How can I help you today? Jim, I'm getting bids on a new air conditioning system. Our house is about 1,300 square feet, and the unit's 20 years old, but. Uh, I want to replace it before summer gets here, okay. and we're looking at uh, they're giving us bids for systems with heat pumps. I've read on those. Will a heat pump keep me warm in a cold, cold winter is my first question. And the second question is my current unit is two and a half tons, right. but they're trying to upgrade me to a three-ton unit. And from what I've read, that could be a problem. I need your input. Okay. Uh, I'll give you two things then. One 
always go with a heat pump if you have that option. Uh, the amount of energy it uses is substantially less than the strip heat. But you still have the ability to switch over to the strip heat if it gets so cold that you're not comfortable. So there's no downside to going with that heat pump. Uh, there, your system will have a backup strip heat on it. Uh, and old heat pumps, you know, typically when they got down below 36, you would have to switch over. The newer ones, they're taking it all the way down to zero. I mean, it they oh, wow. they really okay. they they really do work well now. Uh, and I ran one in in my home for for years. Uh, now I have gas, but uh, I didn't I didn't used to have gas available. So uh, if you have gas available, I always go with the gas option, uh, just because I, okay. I find no, it's we're all comfortable. Yeah. So yes, absolutely go with the heat pump. Uh, the the amount okay. of you know, the, the amount of extra that you pay, you will save it typically in the first year. I mean, it, it is that big an energy difference. Uh, and just to give you an idea, uh, when I had one that, you know, I, you can't compare the air conditioning, but I had, when I changed out and put the heat pump in my personal home, I was running electric bills in the winter months that were up to $600 when it was all electric that way. And when I put the heat pump in, uh, I was just a little over 200. That's so a huge difference. It is a huge difference. Now, as far as the up from two and a half to three ton, the federal government had to stick their fingers into stuff again, and they redid the sizing of HVAC systems. And so a three ton now is comparable to what a two-and-a-half-ton used to be. So okay. you're probably so, actually getting roughly the same size. So if I, someone is trying to sell me a two-and-a-half-ton right now, it may not be enough. It may not be enough. Now, okay. what needs to happen, though, whoever comes in and bids on it, what they should be doing is a load calculation. It's called a heat load calculation. And basically, they look at the, the size, the, the direction, the windows, the ace, the uh, insulation. All this stuff goes into a calculation that tells them what size the unit should be. And if they don't do that, mm. get another contractor. Okay. Sounds good. And well, I'm going gonna gonna to throw, gonna throw one more thing in there for you. All right. I would love to bid on your system. Okay. If you'll call my office, my son, Johan, who's actually a mechanical engineer, he'll come out, he'll bid it for you, and, and uh, you'll know exactly what size it needs then because he does all the heat load calculation and everything. Okay. I will go to your website and give you a call. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate what you do. You bet. Take care. All right. Goodbye. Butch. That's a manly name. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. How's it going? Wonderful. How about you? Great. Uh, listen, I'm a home inspector, and I did a new construction about two months ago, and it had a foamed-in attic, and there was no ventilation up there. The HVAC system was up there, and everyone that I've seen in the past and how I've reported on my reports is 
it has to have in- ventilation. It's got to have some kind of airflow up there because I've always assumed that that is considered a conditioned space. So what say you, sir? If they uh, have, were the walls encapsulated as well? Yes, with foam and ceiling. Yep. Okay. Yep. Spray foam. If that place, yeah. yep. If it's all foamed in, if it does not have a fresh air intake on that HVAC system, I will guarantee you that house will have mold and mildew in it within a year. Yeah. See, and I've I've seen it where they weren't, and I've seen HVAC units that are rusty. The whole HVAC unit is covered with rust. Yep. So yeah. Okay. You gotta have, have the fresh air intake. Now, I will tell you on the opposite side, uh, we installed an air conditioning system and and up in uh, Frisco earlier. The, uh, was it this week or last week? Anyways, the inspector came out, and this is a regular uh, fiberglass insulated home, and he wa- he was not going to pass it without a fresh air intake. And in that situation, it shouldn't have one. Right. But the inspectors yeah. are getting so used to requiring that for the foam homes, uh, he yeah. wasn't even thinking about one that doesn't have foam. But, yes, it, that mm-hmm. that's mandated for a foam house. Yeah, and I went round and round with the building. And there was some very unpleasant conversations we had. <laughs> so... Yeah. I, I, I can't even imagine why he would even argue that because it is so simple to put it in. Yeah, he told the the home buyers, he said that if they put in any ventilation up there, it would void the warranty on the HVAC system. He's an I, idiot. Yeah. yeah, I agree, man. And I I researched for weeks on that. But anyway. I'm, I'm I, I, you know, man. you will hear me a lot of times say I wouldn't let different things keep me from buying a house. Mm-hmm. That was That is one I would not buy that house. Because if the builder's so stupid he can't put the insulation in right with the HVAC system, he probably screwed up other things as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, man. Uh, You bet. By the way, tons of good information, man. Learn something new every time I listen. Well, I appreciate it. You take care, Butch. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. Marie, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hi, Jim. Uh, Well, I'm a widow. Uh, for a couple of years, so I don't, I'm not used to these things. My husband did everything, but the kitchen sink, we have a fixture that, you know, is motion sensor, but it's, it's less water is coming out all the time. And, you know, it just has a toggle knob from cold to hot. Right. And sometimes the hot works and sometimes I just only get cold water. Do I need to call a plumber to fix it, or do I need to buy a new fixture? Or what? No, it's not. It's not going to be the fixture. The fact that water's coming out means the fixture's working. So more than likely, it just needs some cleaning. It, it, it very well, from what you described, could be the aerator itself, which is the little screen that's on the end where the water comes out. Okay, uh, I don't. I know on an old faucet there used to be a thing you could undo, but this is one of these pull-down things that yep. has a a toggle thing. How do you get that it, cleaned out? It still has it in there. It, it's just a little harder to get to them. 
Um, okay. And so I, I th- I'm thinking that's pro- – now, that's not going to fix why you're not getting – why you get only hot water or cold water, but that's going to fix the water flow itself. And by okay. fixing the water flow, I'm betting you're going to fix the uh, hot and cold problem as well. But um, typically, if you look up – if you know, since that pulls out and take a look at it, you're going to see where the, where the uh, round spot is where the water comes out. There's typically yes. two little notches in there, and that's so that there's a tool that you can stick in there and turn it to remove that uh, screen material and clean it up. And for that, okay. you probably would want to bring a plumber in to do. To clean it up? Okay. Yeah. O- only because okay. that one would, would require that tool to open it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I know I, I, you know, the old thing used to have something you'd screw off and, yep, you know, I'd soak in lime away. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now, now they're just hidden up underneath inside that little head unit there. Okay, okay, so I do need a plumber. All right. Well, I mean, if you're comfortable using the tool, you can do it yourself. Well, I don't know about the tool, but yeah, uh, and that's 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 why I would just okay. give a give a call look okay. marie if, if you want to call my office uh, you're not far from where my office is i'll have one of the guys come over and take care of you uh you can okay. reach the office at 972-406-0912 can you repeat and that sure it's 972-406-0912 Okay. And just just tell them you and I talked, and they'll okay. they'll get with me, and I'll tell them to what what needs to be done. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. You take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Jr. This is Jim. How can I help you? Well, Jim, I uh, caught the tail end of your discussion uh, a week or two ago about post tension cable foundations. Yeah. And it raised a couple of questions that I have. Uh, some of the patching cover on my cables, the pole, you know, where it comes out of the foundation, some of that is flaked off or fallen off. Okay. And I, I assume I'm supposed to have that recovered since it's probably a moisture barrier or whatever. Yes. And I Googled, I Googled it, and it said they used grout. Uh, it sounded like some kind of special grout, hydraulic cement or something. Yeah, and I just wondered. I just wondered. Number one, what else, if anything, can be used? And is there somebody that can do that for me? I'm an older guy, and I'm not as spry as I used to be. But I wanted to get it, uh, get those cable ends repatched if I need to. And just thought I'd check with you and see. If I, you know, I don't really want to buy a 50 pound pound bag of grout that I'll have. 45 pounds left after I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, so anyway, uh, what is there somebody that can do that? And what specifically is that special grout? Is that the only thing you should put over those things? No. I mean, any grout is better than having it open to the air uh, okay. because the, the moisture gets on it and, it. and when it's open to the air, it'll start rusting and that's when they'll pop loose. Uh, so, the hydraulic grout don't don't let that scare you. If you go into okay. even the box stores, 
they've got little tubs of uh, cement patch and grout and stuff that's already mixed. And right. you could actually just use some of that to fill it in. Okay, I'm, I've got some of that uh, quick crete or whatever it's called in a little, you know, a little, little bucket uh, tub. A little yeah. tub, yeah, because I don't think it'll take that much to it redo won't. these things. But I just didn't want to put something on there that I shouldn't put on there. I thought yeah. maybe because they, I Googled it and it said this special grout called hydraulic cement. And I said, where am I going to find that stuff? And um, so I didn't know if maybe I needed to have a pro come out here and recover those things. It seems like a, it seems like a pretty mundane job, but I thought I don't want to screw something up. I don't, nah, I don't you, want you, one you, of those, I don't want one of those cables coming loose yeah now you won't be screwing anything up the key thing is to to clean any rust that's on the cable if there's any loose grout that's left in there take that out and then you can literally use a putty knife to pack in the stuff out of that bucket and you'll be good okay because i haven't seen right now i don't it doesn't appear that they're rusted at all they still look dark you know black or gray or whatever uh and uh, what about mortar? Can you just use brick mortar, or would it be better to use the cement? I mean, you know, I'm that, not trying to build a driveway here, but... Right. You you actually would be better off to use that uh, cement that comes in those buckets, because that's okay. got a polymer in it that uh, is going to be more waterproofing than the regular mortar would be. And you're talking about that stuff that's already pre-mixed. I don't have to mix yes, sir. it up. Correct. All right. That sounds now, great. If you don't if you don't want to do it yourself, find some teenager in the neighborhood because the the kids nowadays need to learn how to do something besides play video <laughs> games and just yeah. direct them how to clean it up and do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, well, I appreciate your info because I was uh, I was thought about doing it myself, but I thought, well, maybe I better check with an expert and make sure I don't put the wrong stuff on that. Yeah, nah, you'll you'll be good. You don't need to worry about it. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.